All right, on today's edition of Pipeline Things, we meet with Matt Romney from TDW talking about the dent with gouge specification and talk a little bit about his mad disc golf skills on the TDW disc golf course, or lack thereof. Mr. Romney, next time, we will definitely expect you to have played disc golf by the time we show up on yeah, that course. We want to see MDSB multi-disc system. Absolutely. Enjoy the episode. Thank you. Continuing our arc at PPIM 23, talking with various technology vendors, and today is going to be a super exciting episode. You're going to be hearing from Matt Romney with TDW, and we're going to be talking about their dent with gouge specification. And so again, uh, welcome to Pipeline Things. I am your host, Rhett Dotson, my co-host, Christopher DeLeon, and our guest, Mr. Matt Romney. How you guys Matt, doing? what's your official title? Introduce yourself so, real quickly. Matt Romney, uh, the product manager for Global Pipeline Integrity at TD Williamson. Nice. Um, from Salt Lake, live in Salt Lake, been in, been in Salt Lake for about 10 years. So. Awesome. So what, was, what was before Salt Lake? So I'm originally from Arizona. I, oh. I grew up in northern Arizona. Okay. Um, Excellent. So you went north a little bit. Went, yeah, quite a bit north, yeah. I was thinking more important. So Salt Lake, that's the office that has the disc golf course, right? We have a disc golf course. That you is know, correct. Do you know we played it? I do know you guys played it. I think I saw a picture of that one. I, yes. I, for the record, I did beat him that round, too. You, you for, won. For everybody that listens, I, I beat him on that round. I'd actually... I'm pretty sure I beat you. I think that's under debate. I think we might have to go back and look that up. But, Matt, have you ever played it? I have not played our disc golf course. I, I, I just haven't made the time out there, yeah. It's a good nooner. Like, you can get Is in there, it? get it done quick, and get, get out. In, get it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, can just anybody show up and play that disc golf course? So, we... Not not anybody. I, I know we get a lot. If of we show up and have up. a random tournament, would that be frowned upon? You, that would be frowned upon for sure. I, that might grow. They're all pipeline. You may get though. some attention from. Think that, of the so. opportunities. It'll all be pipeliners. I, there you go. You know, maybe we've got to talk offline. <laughs> That's good. Well, we we appreciate uh, you joining the podcast. Um, this is something we enjoy having. Um, Take us away. Yeah, especially here at PPIM. You know, this is such a, a great venue. You're going to kind of feel the energy. We'll have some random people that are going to walk by, maybe take pictures in front of the cutouts. But that's not why you're here. You're here today because we want to talk about uh, the the dent with gouge specification. Yeah. So um, I'll catch the audience up briefly. Uh, that was an IPC publication from mm -hmm. September. And uh, thought you honestly did a fabulous job in that presentation. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Um, and that's what we want to focus on. And the reason why, uh, so we chose different vendors for this technology arc. And that, in my opinion, being a dent guy, I felt like was kind of groundbreaking, what you guys did with that gouge back. I actually, appreciate that. to be honest, feel like it's long overdue in the industry. If I'm being on, like we've been dealing with dents with metal loss and the pain in the butt that they have been for a very long time. And so to see uh, somebody kind of break ground and push, I'm going to say really, I think push the industry forward is refreshing. Um, so what we want to talk to you about is tell, talk to the audience is I want to know how you guys got there. So if you don't mind, uh, can you show us a little bit? I mean, Matt, how did you guys develop the specification? Did y'all sit around a table one day? It was like like, like the, 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 the gathering of the minds and y'all were like, you know what we need? We need a gallon specification. No, that's what we're going to develop. Not quite. What, that's not quite the way it happened. It was so, in a smoky back room, right? Uh, You're all know, smoking yeah, cigars yeah, after you finish playing disc golf. Bit, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean it's a journey, right? So we, 
the, we first you've got to start with the technology. Mm -hmm. um, the the MDS platform, our multiple data set platform, uh, we leverage off of that. So we, we collect six primary technologies with, with that platform. That gives us a good data a basis for data. Yeah. Uh, from there, then then it's really market pool. So, so oh, wait, I want to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to do that a lot, by Absolutely. the way. Go, um, Chris free. might do it too. Now, the MDS platform, you multi that has, is the gouge specification only applicable for the MDS platform? It is. Okay. Yeah. And and it requires and it requires several of the technologies. So yeah. specifically the spiral MFL, the axial MFL, and the low field technology that are on there. All of those turned out to be pretty pretty critical. Um, but yeah, so that, that's the basis, right? So yeah. you've got data, you can collect the data. Um, next is really pool. So the specifically around this, this specification, uh, a number of years ago, uh, FEMSA, an R&D forum, identified dense with metal loss as, mm -hmm. as a challenge. Uh, and so that was awarded some, some funding. We were subcontracted to do some, some testing with that. Uh, and out of that came an initial uh, classifier. So from there, now we've got a class, we've got data, we've got a classifier. Um, it's really about getting getting more data, and, and that's really what's happened in the last couple years. So can we pause a little bit there, again, clarification. Yeah. So when you say a classifier, is that synonymous with like POI? So when we think of an ILI system, we'll think, you detect something, but that doesn't always mean you can identify what it was. When you say classifier, is that more along the lines of like POI? Yeah, like we can absolutely. See this? Okay. Yeah, so so we're talking dent with metal loss, right? Yeah. So the the first question is going to be, I, you know, I, let's assume I can see a dent. Yeah. Can I see metal loss located yeah. within a dent? What's my confidence? That's really going to be your detection piece. Once you've detected the metal loss, now the question is, what is it? Right? Yeah. Is is the metal loss I'm looking at something that has characteristics of a gouge, which might pose an, a greater integrity threat to the pipeline, or is it something that maybe is coincidental corrosion, yeah. which depend, you know, different assessments can show aren't maybe as critical. So that's that's really what we're trying to classify: is or is not a gouge. So was that an internal classifier, or you were giving that to clients at the we, same time? We were providing, so once we, we had that classifier, we provided that as a service, yeah. um, as and really it was in an R&D format, right? We, we didn't yeah. have enough data to make a statement um, to pro provide a specification around that, but we had enough data to say, look, there appears to be some value here. There's, there's, you know, there, there's an opportunity here to separate these out. Really, that's what allows us to gather more yeah. data. And so, for for the last several years, we've had the opportunity to work with a number of operators, um, and and apply that classifier to to their data. So it's kind of interesting, you know, and, and I didn't realize that. I think it's really interesting that the there was. Uh the research dollars, federal research dollars, right? That kind of went into that. I mean, that, that I want to say I've heard very few times where I really feel like I've seen the fruits of some of that research. And so it's really cool that yeah. you guys were able to latch onto that and bring, uh, I think, again, something much needed to the industry and, and see it manifest itself that way. So y'all went from idea to research dollars to classifier to where you're at now. And I assume the difference between classifier and where you're at now is uh, like, like a specification? Is that what the... Yeah. 
Yeah, so what, what we were able to do in, in 2021, re, we released a performance specification, um, which is based on the data that we'd been able to collect. So not laboratory data. This is real-world anomalies. I, I believe there's, you know, we're, we're approaching somewhere around a thousand different dents that we've been able to apply wow. this to. Um, not all those we got dig feedback. No, that's feedback, a good, robust data set. But yeah. we, we, we got dig, dig feedback on, on a good portion of those, several, you know, hundreds and hundreds of those that are are dent with the gouge and hundreds of them that are are dent without a yeah. gouge and so based on that data now we're able to make a statistical statement develop and publish a performance specification um, so that's kind of where we're at now and we're, we're really excited I, I believe it's the first in the industry um, what also comes out of that is metal loss depth sizing so we've gathered enough data we, we can now make a statement around our ability to detect our ability to classify is or is not a gouge, but along with that same data, we have enough data to say, here's our sizing, depth sizing for metal loss located coincident with the dent. Again, which I don't think there are a lot of statements out there currently. No, I would say, I, th I think you're right. I, I am not aware of anybody that has a, a gouge. A gouge confidently has a gouge specification, I will say. Yeah. Usually we see POIs, PODs are like maybe 50% on the right. POI, yeah. but I've yeah. not seen anybody that says, hey, I can confidently identify a dent with gouge with this percent confidence. So when you talk about sizing for metal loss, is that sizing a metal loss irrespective of whether it's a gouge or general metal loss? Or is yeah, it only so for general metal loss? It's uh, both, actually. So our, our specification, because we're, we're able to make that distinguish, you know, distinguish between gouge yep. and non-gouge, um, we have sizing for both. And they, they turn out to be a little bit different. Um, but it's too bad I'm not an operator. If I want to run this thing, yeah, yeah I, I'm telling you, the the, 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 the dent part of me yeah. gets excited. <laughs> the dent so part of me does. So what we just heard is if somebody runs them, that we we get to we get to observe, we get to see what's going on. We get to see. What's we going see on. what's going on. You know, I I, I just want to say this, Matt. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Because um, I'll just make a couple of statements. I mean, we've been doing this a long time as well. And uh, just some feedback is it's one, I want to echo what Rhett said, is it's not that the, the FIMSA R&D dollars don't always provide fruit, but this is a very tangible example of how it was a catalyst, whether y'all were going to do it or not or not, doesn't matter, that's secondary. Yep. Yeah. It was a catalyst that now led to something that is a gap, and, and I'll speak to that gap. And a gap is a lot of times you'll hear companies say, we use this technology because it can do this. Mm -hmm. And when you look at things like 1163, for example, when you're qualifying the system, you need to understand its performance spec. Yep. If there's no performance spec, then how do you qualify it? And as an example, not saying there, there aren't ways, but what you guys have done is it's you've now said, here's a line in the sand that you can begin to build off of. Right. And I just want to give you guys kudos for that because you're saying, hey, I can do it, and here's what I can do. And I just want to say, I, th I think that's fantastic, especially with something like algae. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about it, obviously, yeah. as well. It's, that's awesome. it's been a, a long journey. You know, we, we've had a number of people that worked on this for, for quite a while, curating the data, pulling it together, uh, and making sure that we make the right statement, right? And, and, it's, yeah. and it's been, you know, at, at, at the expense and through the support of a lot of operators. You know, yeah. ultimately, they provide us the dig feedback on these features uh, that allow us to go back and say, okay, how are we performing? What's our ability? Where, where, where is this classifier performing? Where are its strengths? Where are its weaknesses? So it's an exciting time for sure. So that operator feedback is a really important component in this process. Um, 
Uh, how did you find that to be challenging, or did you have certain operators you really partnered with that 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 got behind you and helped you, or did you feel like you were really having to struggle to get the data that you needed? Uh, you know, I I don't think it'll be a surprise. You know, dense with metal loss, it's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. People face that every day, um, and and there's a lot of opportunities where where we'll run an ILI tool, and there will be a number of them. Yeah. And so operators often came to us and said, look, we need, we need help. How do we prioritize this? How do we work this list down? Um, so that those opportunities certainly, yeah. uh, you know, kind of come, come organically as, as you work yeah. with different operators. And, and just kind of looking forward, I mean, you guys are providing characteristic data that can now be used in different ways, right? That, that differentiation between yep. gouge and metal loss, the, the fact that you have a spec, again, you can begin to draw a line and say, this is mechanical damage, I can address this this one way, and this is co-located, not interacting, but co-located features, so. And you know, actually, that's where I'm gonna insert a break, because I wanna pick up talking about 712C and how this is gonna tie into that, because I think that that specification, and particularly your ability to provide confidence and size, is gonna play an important component. But we're gonna take a break real quick where we hear from Ben and BJ, our sponsors on Pipeline Things at PPIM 23. BJ Lowe here, Clarion Technical Conferences, and if it's February, it must be PPIM. We're here, that's right, for the 35th time in Houston, Texas, starting in 1989, and here we are in 2023 with another record-breaking turnout for the world's largest pipeline technology-related event. We've got almost uh, 3,500 people coming for, for four or five days, uh, almost 200 companies exhibiting on the trade show floor, another sellout. Um, it's uh, uh, not too early to begin thinking about 2024. We sell out around June or July, so uh, clarion.org is where you go to sign up. And uh, we hope that you can join us for the next conference if you're not here this year. Um, another big part of the conference is our training and education program, which takes place on the Monday and Tuesday of the week. And this year we have eight really, really great courses, world-class instructors, and almost 300 people showing up uh, for uh, these specialized courses on different aspects of pipeline integrity technology. I'm here with Ben Stroman, my colleague at Clarion. Hey, Ben, what's hey, up? Hey, doing good. Always happy to be here because it's, uh, as we say, it's PPIM season. It's February. So I would like to remind everybody that we also have a very specialized technical conference that's associated with PPIM. And this year, I'm proud to say that we have the largest conference program that we've ever had. It has 94 technical papers that were chosen from a large selection of uh, submissions that were very high quality. Uh, so we're very pleased to be putting on these 94 papers uh, during the week. Uh, I'd also like to mention that we do have online training if you aren't able to make it to PPIM uh, each year. We present online training throughout the year. You can check more of that out at clarion.org. And uh, we hope to see you in one way or another, online or in person. And if you're not here at the 35th version of PPIM, I hope you're here at the 36th. Definitely. Welcome back. We are here with our guest, Matt Romney from TDW. Uh, picking up where we left off, talking about the dent with gouge specification. It's been a, a, a great conversation so far. So right before the break, uh, Christopher, you uh, alluded to how operators would, would use this data 
Uh, I want to tie it very directly to the updated gas rule. So in 192.712C, they released the new ECA requirements for dents. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with them. I assume you're probably somewhat familiar. Uh, yeah, I, I've looked at it. That had been a terrible question, by the way. If I'd have asked you, you'd have been like, I have no What's idea. That? I'd, have, yeah, <laughs> I'd, have been, I'd have been like, oh, I failed as a host. That's your job. Yeah, I, I should have cleared this question beforehand. Aren't you supposed to ask the question? 192, what's that? Um, I don't know. Uh, 192 gouges. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Change the threshold. <laughs> uh, so that 192.712, that new ECA process, how do you see this fitting in? Do you, do you see a lot of demand coming? you see operators asking uh, for it because of 712? Or what do you see? Yeah, I, I, I hope so, right? Yeah. So so 712 talks about um, the operator's responsibility to understand not just the, the dent anomaly, but the, but the features that are mm -hmm. in proximity, yep. right? I think it specifically talks about uh, corrosion, crack, cracking, those sort of things. So I, I think understanding you know, that metal loss feature that's co-located co with your dent, whether a gouge or not a gouge, uh, it's gonna become very valuable, right? As, yeah. as operators put together their plans on how they're gonna manage dents, um, the ability to say, look, I've got a dent with a gouge and I've got this mitigative action that I'm going to take or I've got a dent where I have confidence that it's not a gouge or I, you know, I've, I've got some other metal loss yeah. feature. Maybe I have a dent with metal loss but I've got confidence it's not actually a gouge and so I'm going to take a different action. Um, yeah. I think the specification enables enables that as a defendable position. Um, I had a, and I completely agree. I think one of, uh, in there, I think the thing that really catches on to me is when you, when you in 712C, I think it's like paragraph eight, if I'm not mistaken, says that the operator has to account for tool sizing tolerances and mm -hmm. other things. I think as operators try to employ that ECA process from 712 and you need some real uh, meat for the sizing tolerances, that's where that specification is going to become so important. It's an enabler that you guys, to do it, right? It's you're an right. enabler. It's going to enable, and I'd say even now it has a chance of maybe setting precedent. So, I mean, again, like, I don't have enough positive things to say. Like, I, I, I really hope that you guys continue to push industry forward and other people catch one. I, I do have... I, I know exactly what some of the integrity managers are thinking. They're like, where was this during baseline assessments? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It takes time, right? It takes time. And and, and they've done it. You've got the you've got the feedback you've needed. My perspective is it's you know, industry's giving you guys the feedback and you know the operators that you've been able to work with to not just do that small scale testing, you know, to establish a spec. But to me it sounds like on the magnitude that you're talking about, I mean that's really more like validation, right? I mean yeah. you can use historical information that these guys have given you to say this is why we feel comfortable. So it almost feels like it's been validated. You know, it's and, and operators should be able to use that under certain circumstances. So just you guys just keep bringing value to this game. Yeah, I mean, I you know, one of the big, the benefits that I see is often in laboratory you're focused on the performance of, let's say, the science of the classifier. Yeah. Um, the way that we approach this, the way that it really played out, we leverage the entire system. So we're we're measuring mm -hmm. our performance not just on how this algorithm works and doesn't yeah. work in a laboratory environment, but how it's applied and utilized through the data science organization. So so the full system's really being validated, tested, and measured. And and, and, and that's what we're able to. So I got a question. Make it real for us. I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I know a lot of operators Make are gonna do. Hold on. I didn't run your MDS tool. I ran something else. Can you give me the baby specification? Do you guys see trying to push that bound, or you just don't think that's ever really going to happen? No. So, 
the because you know they're all oper yeah, operators yeah. always we, trying we to push it. I yeah. know you. No, if you haven't already know. gotten that, I know it's yeah. coming. Yeah, no, we, we get the question quite a bit. I just asked it for all the lure <laughs> viewers on the thing. I'm like, I know somebody <laughs> sorry, is asking this right now. But no, and and the reason being is we're you know the the development of the algorithm. Yep. Uh, we learn we leverage the machine learning modeling. You yep. know, um, it, it's it's not. You know, it's not super extensive, but we're we're feeding into yeah. to it from the data that we have from the MDS data. In that process, you identify what's critical. Um, turns out, a lot of the MDS technologies and and the amplitudes and the way that those waves are produced uh, are pretty critical. Mm. Uh, the SMFL data is leveraged pretty heavily. The MF axial MFL data, and actually the low field technology, it plays a big role in in to really into that classifier yeah, is side. or is not yeah, a gouge so so not able to apply it to something that, that we don't have that data set thanks for that I, mean, I, I feel like we should address that a little bit and everybody's technology is different so I'll, I'll, I'll be very broad right so for the listeners is it's if you're saying well hold on well I've got two of those three right so maybe I don't have the SMFL or maybe I don't have the low field why does that matter Again, what you want to think about is not just the integration, but also differences, right? When you're thinking about classifying, you're trying to say it's this and not that, right? And so those other technologies are really what are allowing you guys to say, this is why we have confidence that it's this, i.e. gouging versus not. So it's not just uh, one system, not just one technology, but rather the system as a whole. Yeah. So if you guys, if they figured it out that way, use them that way. That's what we would say, right? You have a solution. Get the solution. So, so what I will say is we didn't make a hardware change with this. So yeah. the, the MDS tool we ran last year, we can't apply it. So oh, there's residual wait, value. Wait, wait, wait. Now the you just opened up Pandora's oh, back. No, no, they brought back wait. the residual. So no, 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 no. But so wait, wait, you tell me I can no, go wait, back to like wait, 2010 wait. and take my MDS wait. data? If, if wait, you maybe. believe that data is still relevant to your, your pipe condition today, I, the tool, the tool, it didn't change. Wait, this so, is so not a hardware so change. Didn't the first MDS have a residual field versus we, we a low? Yeah. So you kept residual, but now it's value. So we we still we still have residual on on two of our technologies, and it applies the same way that the the way that that feeds in, whether it's our low field technology mm -hmm. or the residual technology, they they both the, apply. So actually, that, that's that's a good technical point. It. Does the spec apply to both the residual it and does. the low field, or just the low field? It, it applies to both. He got okay. really excited. About he, that he was really it took excited. me a while. He wanted to make Sorry. that point. That's like, so good. Woo, you need to settle That's so down. good. All right. All right. Hey, will you make this would, practical for us? So he, I, I got a question for you. Make this practical. Yeah, make this yeah. practical. So right. if an operator ran the MDS and they find that under the prescriptive measure they may have to respond to to a feature, a, a dent yeah. with co-located metal loss, and they ran the MDS, yeah. how do you see an operator using this as it relates to ECA? Um, right, so as you walk down the process, I mean, first step, you're going to run the strains and find out whether or not you're going to be able to fall within that process, right? So if you pass the strain limits, then you're going to kick into the ECA process and you're going to have to redefine your reassessment interval. And in doing that, that's where it's going to come really critical. So you're going to have to identify, it says to review all of your high resolution data. You have to identify the threats that are associated with it. Then you're going to have to assess them. And it's really when you get into that assessment part where I think it's going to matter the most. Because if you're going to assess a dent with metal loss, that's actually going to be a little bit different than a dent with gouging. But in both of them, you're going to need a sizing specification. Because then in the back half, you're going to have to assess, more than likely, conservative estimates of the metal loss sizing. I think where TDW really sets themselves apart with this, and again, I keep, and I, I feel like I'm just like, I'm excited because this is what this is what happens when you don't. 
Yeah. I have a dent with metal loss, and the operator's like, okay, I want to analyze it. What's the size of the metal loss? I'm sorry, I can't tell you what it is. Well, wait, I have a dent with metal. Yeah, I just can't tell you what size it is. Well, what do you mean? And I've run into situations where it's a below-spec metal loss and a below-spec dent. I've run into situations where if the dent box hadn't been drawn, the metal loss signature wouldn't have been called. And I'm like, wait, so the only reason you called this metal loss is because there was another box here? Well, yeah, I wanted to help the operator. You did not help the operator. You might have just cost them a whole lot of money for something that's not significant. Benign, yeah. Benign, yes. Yeah. This, for me, really starts to turn that on its head because now it's dent with metal loss and here's the information you need to complete the picture yep. and confidently complete the picture. That, that's big. I, I feel I'm like sorry. we get it. We do. What else so can let's, this Yeah, do? let's talk about the future, right? So we got a couple of minutes left. Um, where do you guys see this going? I mean, is this it? You wrap the bot, you're, you're done with it? Or how do you see this going? <laughs> no, I, I wish, right? No, I, it'll be continuous improvement, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll continue. I, I hope operators leverage it, continue to leverage it. We'll continue to gather data, um, reevaluate the specification, uh, and, and continue to improve it, right? We'll, we'll look for other opportunities, other ways to apply other critical dimensions or, or data sets to, to further refine the spec. Um, obviously, dent with metal loss isn't the only challenge uh, out there, and so yeah. there's there's other there's other ways, other processes. Uh, one of the things I'll be talking about at PPIM this week yeah. is our selective seam weld. Uh, corrosion mm. classifier. So, so are you going to be meeting with us again next year to do the same thing <laughs> we'll, about we'll selective seam corrosion? But, you know, we'll see. It's, it's the same story, right? Uh, it all depends on how many ratings this show no, gets. No, no, you know what I was how thinking? Many how many people in the next three weeks well, from when this airs, they get called and say, hey, can you pull that 2019 date and do this analysis yeah, for me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our audience, we get absolutely no returns. We have not anything. monetized no the mon podcast. <laughs> there is nothing here for us. This is just for TDW fun. TDW has paid us no money, and we are paying TDW no money nothing, up here on the podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> all those disclaimers. No, so it's it's you know it's continuing to leverage the technologies we have to solve problems, and and that's always fun. We, and you're not done. We're not done. No, nope. that's fun. We need to go play disc golf again over there. Are you going to play with us next time we come? If you guys come out there, I'll, I'll see if I can find yeah. a way. No, no, I need to know if uh, you will come throw a, a hole with us. I will throw a hole. Yes. Okay. We'll do it. We'll, we're gonna we'll get, pick the one we're in the back over them. there by the intersection. The one that's the right one next over, to the street oh, so you can throw, throw into the car? I'll hit cars. <laughs> I know I'll hit cars. I, I, I haven't played that course. I have played disc golf. I'm not that good. It's okay. It's about having fun. If you haven't figured this out, it's about having fun. I, I get it. Oh, it's fantastic. All right, hey, Matt, I want to say thanks for joining us on the show today. We really appreciate, appreciate it. the invitation. This, is, no, this has been fun. It's been fun. I hope we do it again. Yeah. Uh, to our audience out there, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode in the arc where we're talking to vendors at PPIM 23. I'm your host, Rudd Dotson, my co-host, Christopher DeLeon, and we will see you again in two weeks. Thank you.